0: Welcome back to Kvetching on the Couch. Uh, My name is Ashley. I sometimes go by Ash. And this is my co host, Laura. And here in this space, we host a weekly conversation about mental health topics through a Jewish lens. In today's episode, Existing as Jewish Online, we'll be
1: talking about exactly that: Existing as Jewish Online. We do have an incredible guest scheduled to join us, and of course, we can't wait to hear if anyone else out there has some comments or experiences to share when we reach the open call portion of the pod.
0: Yes, and for today, our content warning, Um, this topic may lend itself to some triggering information, and in fact, Laura and I uh, kind of previewed what we'd be chatting about uh, before we hopped on, and yes, I can confirm it may be triggering, so... (laughs) Please be cognizant of your well being. Take a break if you need. You know, disengage if you need. Don't listen to this one if you need. All that.
1: Yeah, and as always, please remember that this podcast doesn't take the place of medical or mental health care from a clinician or a provider. Please reach out to professionals if you need support. Beautiful, if
0: soft and cozy space to. To help with dance during it. it's a little embarrassing. Love though. <laughs> it's just it's very soothing and it gets stuck in my head hey you're trying to create Sorry. a cozy space right um, so in any case hello there uh, I'm Ashley I go by she/her and I'm an eating disorder and trauma therapist specializing in the Jewish community as well as weight stigma uh, I have lived experience of an eating disorder and childhood trauma and I do community community I keep tripping up on the word community I don't know why <laughs> I do community advocacy work for the Jewish community and for fat
2: positivity.
1: And I'm Laura Flaucker. I use she, her pronouns, and I am a mental health and suicide prevention advisor to high schools with a professional background in special education and equity work. My personal background is in fighting anti-Semitism, advocating for fat and body liberation, and eating disorder and addiction recovery through the lens of my personal experience. So, Big topic. We're going to dive in. Ash, how are you feeling surrounding the conversation we're going to have tonight?
0: You know, it's interesting. Right before we hopped on, um, I was saying to Laura, I was like, you know, I feel like, you you know, you have more legs to stand on here with, with this topic. And as we sort of chatted about it, you were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that... <laughs> In some ways, sums up a lot of how I'm feeling. Like it's like I know this topic is extremely important, and it's important because I've experienced how isolating it can feel to be a like an out Jew online. But at the same time, I think I minimize it so much, and you know, I I reduce my experience. And I don't know if that's a Jewish thing or just a larger trauma thing. I think it's probably both, um, but. Yeah, I think I'm just really sitting with this idea that, like, and it really just happened upon me as we hopped on because of what we were talking about. I'm sitting with this, like, why do I have a tendency to minimize and diminish when, you know, I've, maybe I haven't received as many, like, outright harassment experiences as you have, but I've certainly been on the receiving end of just really icky shit.
1: Hmm. That's the episode byline. Really icky shit. Um, <laughs> but no, I think there is real validity to that. I think, it, as you said, it is probably both a trauma response and a Jewish thing to downplay um, hardship. And I, um, I think what's interesting is that there seems to be a widespread misconception that Jews do the opposite of that and um, are overly exaggerating. Yeah, exaggerating. That's the perfect word. Um, Just exaggerating our trauma and what we've been through and instances of anti-Semitism. So I do think it's really interesting to note that um, you and I, I would say, both downplay um, our own experiences in this area. Um, But external people really might not see it that way. Um, I've also made the conscious decision to um, publish some of what I've received through my Instagram stories. And um, I find myself still protecting the people that say awful things to me. Like I keep all messages I receive and post anonymous. I crop the profile picture and the username um, and the bottom if it's like a message request, which it most often is. Um, And I think I stand by that decision. It's just an interesting thing to, uh, to think about like, even as I am trying to call attention to the messaging I receive just by being publicly Jewish online, um i'm still trying not to bring harm to others as i do it yeah so that's a cool and fun dialectic
0: yeah it's a doozy it really is and i mean we didn't even we didn't even like touch on this in our in our prep for this but you know being jewish online publicly is one thing being a jewish zionist online mm-hmm. is like a whole different fucking bag of tricks
1: Mm-hmm. Like, to the point where I, yeah, I don't have Zionist in my Instagram bio, um, not right. for any particular reason other than like, it's not, in you don't want to be harassed. No, <laughs> literally, it's not even that. It's just like I ran out of characters and decided Jewish was more all-encompassing, given that 95% of Jews are yep. Zionists. Uh, this morning encompassing. And I definitely received a lot of overt and external pressure in particular in May of 2021 to like, quote unquote, out myself as a Zionist um, and just to declare where I stood. Um, And that was an interesting thing because I could tell I was like being baited to like say something bad quote-unquote for those who aren't watching this in video um, and that's just not that's just not it yeah
0: and it really does like I'm also queer and it really does feel like a coming out like but mm-hmm. it's also like a coming out that I don't often feel I have to come out I don't often feel I have to come out as queer I'm just I'm fucking queer I'm here it's whatever and hey, so to me yeah yeah <laughs> I appreciate you yeah.
1: not outing me. I am also queer,
0: dear <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and you know, I never really had a formal coming out experience because to me it was just fucking normal. Not in my family, I should say. But to me it was normal. Mm-hmm. And to me, Zionism is the same thing. Like, I didn't even – I don't know. I've had, a, I've had a, a very complicated journey with all of that stuff. And I'm sure we'll have, like – the Zionism episode, but right. we're not. Um, <laughs> we don't want to open that can of worms today. <laughs> Let's um, hold off a few
1: weeks before prepping yeah. the Zionism episode.
0: <laughs> but I think what's relevant here for our specific topic of existing as Jewish online is using it, it, what you were saying: using Zionism as the litmus test for a good Jew mm. or a bad Jew, for a Jew who can ex- write quotes, big, big ass quotes. <laughs> for a Jew who can for a Jew who can exist online in certain circles, I should say, right? in our progressive circles, mm-hmm. um which you know, fun fact, most Jews are progressive, but okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that is is what's most relevant for today's topic in terms of you know, if we even want to get into Zionism, which we certainly don't have to, because that could take us on a a whole other fucking tangent.
1: I mean, it's definitely relevant and it's also seen just in which Jews are accepted as public figures and the messaging that they put out on their own social media and how that messaging is met or tokenized. Um, Yep. If we're talking about the quote unquote, good Jew who denounces Mm -hmm. Israel, um, So it's just a, gosh, it is hard to be Jewish online.
0: (laughs) It is hard to be
1: Jewish online. It is especially hard to be a Jewish
0: Zionist online. I think for me too, the thing that is frustrating, and we sort of touched on this last episode, the thing that I find frustrating is, okay, so I talk about being a Zionist because For me, in progressive circles, it's been so demonized. And I want to make space for Jews to be able to identify in that way and also acknowledge that, like, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean we hate Palestinians.
2: I'm rolling my (laughs) hands. The right to.
0: Right. For
1: for those who um, are listening to this and might not have a um, clear definition of what Zionism is. um, So the operational definition, and Ash, feel free to build on this. That I use for Zionism is the right to Jewish self determination in the indigenous homeland of Jews, which archaeologically, anthropologically, scientifically, <laughs> historically is um, Judea, modern day Israel. Um, Correct. That said, we also know that Palestinians are indigenous to the same Correct. land. So Zionism is not mutually exclusive from the right to Palestinian self-determination
2: that is my
1: operational definition and frankly
0: the actual definition of zionism and it's not to say that there aren't certain sects of zionism that support things that you and i don't agree with a hundred percent or things that are done in the name of zionism
1: that are not actually in line with zionism
0: Exactly. Like with all movements. I use this Mm -hmm. comparison a lot with feminism, right? There was a point Mm. in time where feminism was, I mean, it's still taboo to some degree, right? But, you know, social justice has become a little bit trendier. So Mm. feminism is a little less um, demonized in that way. It still is, of course, but a little bit less. And there was a point in time where people would be like, I'm not a feminist, but I support women's rights. And it's like, then you're a fucking feminist. (laughs) Like, uh, you just don't like what's associated with the word because you think feminist and you think, like, burning bra, like, gender studies person. And, right. and that's something you don't like. To me, I'm fine with all mm. that. that. All <laughs> okay.
1: right. I was going to say, burn your bras. Um, yeah. right. <laughs> I do want to um, bring us back to how this all plays into the complications and difficulty of existing as Jewish online and also the perceived responsibility of existing as Jewish online.
0: Um, Right. And that's sort of I think where I was going with that is my mm -hmm. perceived responsibility is that I feel it's important to claim the identity in a way that represents my values so that others know that they can do the same. Mm -hmm. And also there are people in my professional community, in my online community who are Jewish who I know are Zionists, because they've been in my DMs, you know, being supportive with all the harassment that I do receive, but they're not saying that they're Zionists. Mm. And I understand it. it. It's a safety thing, right? They don't want to be targeted. They don't want to be blacklisted. They don't want to be thought of as the quote, bad Jew. I get it. But at the same time, when you have people in your community, community being like, no, this is not okay, and we're allowed to identify this way and all of that, and then you don't say anything, you become a token by virtue of not saying anything. Mm. In my opinion, I, I should ask risk that. that. In my opinion and in my own sort of experience <laughs> being on, in the, on the internet as a Jew, it's something that I see a lot and it frustrates me because it's like if there were more of us who were outspoken about our beliefs, there would be a much, it would be much harder to shut us up because it would be like, oh, 95% of your Jewish colleagues think what you're saying is anti-Semitic, for example. Mm -hmm. And it's not just three of them. It's like 30. Maybe take a minute and, and ask yourself, maybe I'm not on the right path. Maybe I'm not thinking about things in the right way. But if it's just me and one other person, what incentive do you have to really reflect?
1: Mm, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I think you know. Of I
0: mean, yeah,
1: understandably. <laughs> um, I think that's really fair and valid. I, um, um, me, I want to loop Naomi into this conversation because I think she might have a lot of valuable insight on. um Everything we've spoken about thus far and the topics we plan to continue addressing. So I am going to pass it to you, Ash, to um, introduce the call-in portion of the pod. Beautiful.
0: All right. So let's let's shift. Not listen. Let's shift to the (laughs) call-in portion of the show. Um, Please note that call-in is currently only available on Apple devices and in the Apple App Store but it will be available for Android soon, and desktop desktop listening is also available. I don't believe that you can actively comment and try to call in on the desktop, but you at least can listen to the playback on the desktop, which Mm -hmm. makes it a little more accessible for people. people. Um, And in order to call in, if you are on your Apple phone on the app, um, you just have to request on the episode live page, and you can also leave comments on the app, so you can let us know if you're having trouble requesting to get on. All right, so let's give a warm welcome to tonight's guest, Naomi. Naomi is the founder of Jewish Pride Always, a social media presence dedicated to standing up for the Jewish community, standing against anti-Semitism, and spreading Jewish pride. Aside from social media, Jewish Pride Always, aka Naomi, has a wide selection of stickers, masks, sweaters, and more for you to show off your Jewish pride love merch. (laughs) Outside of creating content for Jewish Pride always, Naomi is a college student who plays the harp and enjoys DIY craft products and playing Rumacube, which I don't know what that is, so I don't know, maybe Naomi will tell us. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right, Naomi, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and say hello to everybody? I think think we may be having some
1: technical difficulties with Naomi. I think I did it, though.
2: Hi, can you guys hear Great. me? Hi, yes. we can oh, now. Oh, perfect. Hi, awesome. First off, thank you so much for having me. And I'm super excited to to join you guys. And mazel tov and your new podcast together. I think this is so, so awesome to create a space like this for people to listen to and even call in. So thank you so much for that. Um, thank you. And, and thank yeah, you for you being can, here. Of course, I'm happy to. So Remy Cube is basically, <laughs> it's a board game. <laughs> okay laura cool. do you know what it is i have definitely heard of it
1: i think my grandfather really enjoyed playing rummy cube actually so i was yeah, surprised so- when uh that when you included that in your bio
2: <laughs> i love it. yeah it's i i think it was actually no i don't think i know it was it was created by i want to say they were israeli if they weren't israeli they're were definitely jewish but a lot of people consider it like the ultimate Shabbat game, and I've been playing it on Shabbat a lot. So, yeah, just you guys should check it out. Yeah, so I was going to say. I guess,
0: <laughs> guess I got to check it out. All right, yeah, I love that. <laughs> so, right. um, Laura, do you want to engage with Naomi, ask her how she's doing? Yeah,
1: also, sure.
2: Naomi that. or Naomi? <laughs> Naomi.
1: Naomi, we were right. Excellent. Brilliant. Yeah, it occurred to us both as we were preparing for this episode okay. that we've everybody engaged with you, but only seen it mm-hmm. written. Mm,
2: yeah, everybody assumes it's a Naomi, but yeah, Naomi. <laughs> That's funny. I went the
1: opposite direction with that. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: but how are you
1: doing? You run a highly visible online jewish expressly (laughs) jewish presence and page Mm -hmm. um so you know when when you said you wanted to be a part of this episode we were really excited because we were Mm -hmm. like that's someone who's going to have a lot of insight into this topic so um no pressure (laughs) i'm
2: i'm doing good you know it's a thursday night just I have no class tomorrow, so I'm very happy about that. And, Beautiful. Yeah, just doing good, just living. Hope you guys are doing good, too. Hanging in. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Surviving that. and sometimes <laughs> thriving. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. Only sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I've had my account for, I would say, almost, no, a little bit over a year, like a year and a half. I started it in August of 2020, and I honestly learned so much from doing it. Um, feel free to ask me anything about it, but I've I've really learned so much more about the Jewish culture, about the Jewish religion, about anti-Semitism, basically all of it. And I would say most of it has been really great. It's been a really great learning experience. I've gotten to meet a lot of people, including the both of you. Um, so overall, it's just, it's been something that I feel like I'm really grateful to have. And I'm just really lucky to have a platform like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, immediately, Naomi, I'm grateful to have your energy in this space. Because I think, um, like a lot of people, um, I, when, I, when Ash, Ash's uh, episode Art went live and the top, we published the topic title for today. I had mm-hmm. people in my DMs saying, you know, who are also vocally Jewish and present online. Um, mm-hmm. In my DM saying, like, that's such an important topic. Jews receive such harassment online. And while yeah. all of that is true, I noticed you immediately skewed positive on a topic where it's <laughs> really, really easy not to do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and you led with. I'm, I've learned so much. I'm grateful to have this platform. And I felt that in my heart, like I resonated with that. I was like, yeah, I have learned so much con- connected to so many incredible, vibrant Jews who I would not otherwise have because they are outside my immediate circles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't be more grateful for that. So thank you for leading us into that positive
2: thank you for recognizing it i feel like i think it's really easy to you know sink into the negativity because honestly there is a lot it is like Mm. you guys are mentioning earlier it is hard to just you know exist as being jewish online so i think it is really easy to fall into the positivity i mean into the negativity but i just i just think it's important to also you know shift shift the focus sometimes and um try to direct energy towards the good stuff out of you know, turning negative moments into positive moments and things like that. So, thanks for mm-hmm. recognizing.
1: Absolutely, and I don't want to skew you negative.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. So, no, no, no. I,
1: and I do, <laughs> no I, don't worry. I think we do have some questions just about the um, realities of your yeah. experience as a Jewish creator online, um, running mm-hmm. one of the more highly visible Jewish platforms that has Jewish and proud in the name. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that's, yeah. I think that likely lends itself to its own, um, its own unique challenges. And I don't want to mm-hmm. speak for you, but I do want to give you um, space to speak about anything that comes to top of mind
2: or top of heart. Sure. Um, anything specific or just more so just being Jewish online and the realities that come with it. I
1: think we can keep it general. I, I, you know, you naturally led us to a really beautiful place. So I think we um, would love to hear what naturally comes up for you. Awesome.
2: Sounds great to me. So the first thing I'll I'll just share one of my absolute favorite, favorite parts of having the account is just having, hearing that people are inspired to be more Jewish Mm -hmm. and proud, to want to learn more, to want to celebrate more, like hearing stories of that. Honestly, it makes me super happy. It makes me want to keep going. So we definitely have the positivity with that. I've I've had a lot of people, not a lot, but I've had people message me and say like, because of you, I'm celebrating Hanukkah for the first time, or because of you, mm-hmm. I decided I'm gonna wear a kippa every single day, and like
0: mm-hmm. things like
2: that really touch me so much. And mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. on the other hand, we have people messaging me like Nazi symbols on the daily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i think during may like during during summer i was waking up literally every single day to hate messages mm-hmm. and on one hand it's like wow like like wow like how do people have the time to do this and i don't know I, I i just started i wanted to turn it into something positive so i don't know if you guys remember if you guys saw but i had hundreds of people send me videos of them mm-hmm. untucking their necklaces, like their Star of David necklaces, their high necklace, like Hansos, whatever it was. And then I put it all together. And that was basically in response to the messages that I was waking up to literally every single day of people saying, mm-hmm. um, why, like, why do you care so much about being proud? Like you shouldn't be proud. You guys got kicked out of, blah, blah, blah. you know, you guys know the, <laughs> Oh yeah. You know the, mm-hmm. yeah, you know the usual comments, mm-hmm. but yeah, that, that was so I smart. do. <laughs> yeah. yeah and well, like, I think that's mm-hmm.
1: um the reality of why we're so proud is that um we have been kicked out of just about everywhere under <laughs> the sun and we are still here. Here, and mm-hmm. that resilience is so unique and so mm-hmm. beautiful
0: and yeah. something to be proud of
1: yeah
2: mm-hmm. 100
0: and i think also you know what you were saying naomi is like focusing on the positive when we are able to focus on and that's one of the things that keeps me going as well is is the messages mm-hmm. from people who are saying you know either a you educated me you helped me understand my culture in a way that i've never understood it before mm-hmm. but b, that you know it's, it's helping me be more out and proud and Jewish, which kind of lends itself to what we were talking about earlier of like being out and proud and Jewish. When mm-hmm. there's not a lot of us doing it, we end up, you know, kind of bearing the brunt of a lot of the harassment. But if more of us mm-hmm. are doing it, yeah. then it's spread out a little. Yeah. <laughs> That's better. Yeah, than- right. <laughs> To clarify,
1: uh, Ash does not wish that other people were being harassed. (laughs) She wishes we we collectively were harassed less before we get the hate
2: messages in our DMs. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I completely feel what you're saying. And I don't know, but sometimes I just, I feel a little bit conflicted because I do wish that everybody would be able to, um, feel safe and feel comfortable just being being who they are online and expressing like all of that but then at the same time i feel like in regards to anti-semitism and in regards to other negativity i feel like nobody should have to Mm -hmm. you know not all of us not 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 everyone's comfortable with posting you know like Mm quote-unquote activism like things like that not everybody's comfortable with that and like to be honest i understand that but I that, this is where I get conflicted because I'm like yeah like why why doesn't everybody just you know stand up use your voice yeah. we need to be stronger but then at the same time it's like it's really not our responsibility to like it's true. we shouldn't have to it really sucks mm-hmm. that we got pushed into this corner that right. we're like this tiny minority like if we don't stand up for ourselves nobody else will but at the same time
0: you know that's the reality yeah, right it's like exactly. right it right. fucking sucks and it shouldn't be that way and like mm-hmm. really and truly other people should be bearing that brunt but you're <laughs> not so
2: yeah right. here we
0: are
1: that I think something that you know immediately comes up for for me is like we accept as a society more often than not or at least in a I would say, progressively informed uh, society that it is, it is not or should not be incumbent upon marginalized mm-hmm. members of minority groups to educate about their right to exist and why they don't deserve prejudice. And that that is the purpose and definition of allyship. Um, mm-hmm. And often mm-hmm. online um <laughs> it can feel like Jews don't have allies. And yeah. that's a that's a really hard thing, right? Because we you know, I, I I have not seen anyone shame anyone else back to your point, Naomi, about um mm-hmm. You know, is it incumbent upon Jews to post or educate? And I recently saw a post circulating that said exactly that. Um, oh, my that, gosh. Yeah.
2: I think I if saw that you, today.
1: Yes. That if you are oh an gosh, and have it. a platform, you yeah. absolutely need to be talking about all of this. And I, I understand the feeling. I do. Right. And um, it's not a. We yeah. don't shame Jews who don't wear a Magan no. David out in no. front of their clothes or who choose not to wear a kippah or a yarmulke um, mm-hmm. or tzitzit. And everybody has their own way of showing up mm-hmm. as Jewish, whether that's for their safety or just by virtue of honoring their own their own connection to showing up authentically Jewish in whatever that means for them. So. Yeah. I think that that's a really important thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's it's just the reality that, you know, that we've been pushed into and I think it's great for whoever whoever does feel comfortable enough to stand up, whoever does want to use their voice. Like I think it's awesome and mm-hmm. like I I think the more the merrier. I love I love having more people. Every time I see someone like more recently I've seen a lot of people online like with the username like um middle school, middle school Jewish activists, you're like teen Jewish, whatever. Yeah. it's like, yeah, exactly. It, it makes me happy that people are, are wanting to stand up. But at the same yeah. time, I feel bad because, right. Cause we shouldn't have to.
0: Mm. Fully,
2: yeah.
0: fully agree. Um,
1: <laughs> and you know, when you combine that with the very real and visceral reactions that, um, People who maybe aren't as vocal um, online about anything Jewish, be it Jewish activism, Jewish identity. When they see the reactions that people who are more vocal are getting for posting Jewish content, which can include Mm -hmm. massive unfollowing, harassment in DMs, (laughs) having to monitor immediately for violent commentary as soon as you post. Um, Yeah. You know, it's understandable why more people are not posting to me um i think there's you know real validity to that i didn't expect and maybe i should have and i did not expect the searing visceral hate um <laughs> that shows up in my inbox quite frequently um i mean Naomi, you alluded to um, May of Mm -hmm. this past year, May 2021. I Mm -hmm. reactivated my Instagram account after being out um, and having purposefully deactivated in April to have and recover from a major surgery. Um, Mm -hmm. I reactivated my Instagram account at the beginning of May 2021 and immediately was met with two very different energies in my DMs. I was met with Jews saying, oh my gosh, I knew you'd come back to talk about this. I've been waiting. And this referring to um, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and the escalation of violence in May 2021. Um, For anyone listening who is not clear on what happened in May 2021, that is what I'm referring to. Um, And I immediately got um messaged by jews and non jews who meant well and wanted to hear what I had to say, but expecting me to say something anything um and i was met with hundreds of death threats in my inbox. Yeah, I'm so hundreds sorry. of threats and violence, and i hadn't even said anything yet, so mm-hmm. i just um whew, like it, i think that yeah. that that reflects a very Real part of being a Jewish educator or activist online is both the expectation of Mm -hmm. posting around many, if not all, Jewish topics Mm -hmm. and not necessarily feeling, at least in my experience, like I have that freedom of selection on Mm -hmm. what I say or what I don't say on my own platform. Mm -hmm. Um, And the unfortunate reality that is the threats of violence and i mean i've been called i've been called truly detestable
2: i can imagine
1: coming back from surgery the thing that sticks out to me the most and this is a trigger warning because this is like a really vile thing so um the next five seconds or so are worth a trigger warning somebody said to me having just come back from my surgery in the middle of all this going on um I, you should have died on the table, you Palestinian baby killer. Oh and it's like, wow, wow, that is a objectively horrible, horrible thing to say to anyone. Uh, yeah. So that there's no justification for that
2: ever. Mm-hmm. So nope. it's
1: just exhausting.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry you got that message.
0: I'm so sorry because I'm
1: sure your DMs have not been kind always.
0: Right, no, I mean, 44,000, I think I, I looked at your page, Naomi, it's like 44,000 followers, like I can't imagine having an audience of that size, mm-hmm. and how that just by numbers game means you're exposed to a lot, I would imagine.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, sometimes I'll post something, and then, or this has happened a lot recently, but I think after Holocaust Remembrance Day, but I posted something, and then, I don't know if you guys know this feature, but you can see when people share things to their story, right? Like you can see mm-hmm. the things they post with it. Yeah, so sometimes I look through there and then I can see some accounts that'll be like, I commented X, Y, Z, an anti-Semitic comment, go like it or go comment also. And then from that one person who it, like I'll literally get a flood of hundreds of comments, like either liking their comment, commenting the same thing, sharing my thing on their story and asking other people to go comment. And it's all those same, mm-hmm. like those troll, I don't know if you guys see but I don't even know what it means. Like something like those Waffin accounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm.
0: They they send
2: their armies to my page and yeah, just you know, it's a numbers game and yeah, it's really just a numbers game.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm so
2: Sorry that that's what you experience. <laughs> no, I feel like okay. there's going to be a lot
1: of "I'm so sorry"s going around this episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry um, that that is what you have experienced in. No, it's okay. In sharing, what I mean, something to know if you're not already following Naomi on her Instagram platform, Jewish Pride Always. Something to know about Naomi's platform is that not only is she extremely skilled at. um saying what's going on on current events in like a very matter of fact way. But she also does a really beautiful job of uplifting the beauty of Jewish culture that it's mirrored in the name of her account, Jewish pride, always Um, that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I mean it. So it's, you know, you, I would say you have an extremely positive online presence. So to hear um, that that negativity is so doing, pervasive yeah. and what your posts are met with when your posts frankly tend to lead with positive energy um, yeah. it's really okay. disheartening
2: okay. you know it's a, I don't know I feel like I've just first off thank you for saying that it, it means a lot to me because I do I do try to find a balance between I don't like just posting you know anti-semitic negative things all the mm-hmm. time so I do try to find a balance so I'm, I'm, it makes me really happy to hear that you guys can sense that but with the negative comments, I don't know it's kind of just especially with trolls like with fake accounts Mm -hmm. with those they of course they bother bother me to an extent but I think it's really different than having an educated person like you know you click on someone's bio sometimes it'll show they go to whatever college like they're doing things like they're not just this random person behind a screen like those Mm -hmm. comments are the ones that concern me because they're the ones in college they're the ones with friends probably you know Learning whatever, spreading whatever. So those are more concerning to me than, than the ones with the fake profiles, like, um, no, like yeah. weird usernames. So it's, I, yeah, th- those are the ones that I would put more effort into. I don't want to use the word arguing, but maybe pushing arguing back. You, can go, you
1: yeah. can go with educating or pushing. Educating. Back. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Those are the well, ones well, even that just
0: would... engaging at all. You know? Yeah.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Because the troll accounts, I. I feel like I don't even bother, like it's if they can't even on. show their face, they can't show their name. It's like, okay, whatever, like you commented that, okay, you're happy, whatever, but right. with the other ones, it's more like, oh, like you think you're educated like uh, I don't know, um and, and then I feel the need to engage more with those, right so it's just something that I've more just come come to terms with yeah, yeah. You, you gotta
1: think about it before that mm-hmm. resonates with me a lot, <laughs> Naomi, like I'm thinking about. Um also just adding on to that in my experience, like fully agree, I can, I can delete, I have like filtered word settings, you know, sometimes things will come mm-hmm. up in my message requests or in my hidden requests. Um, and I'm able to just delete those and not engage. Um, yeah. What you're saying, you know, rings very true for me as well. I, I am an educator by profession. Like I mm-hmm. got to my current role Um, I came out of teaching special education. It is my natural inclination to try and explain concepts Mm -hmm. that um, people may not have heard even just my perspective on or might not have the same level of education on that we know the reality is that, Jews are largely more educated about the Jewish experience, both through informed by their lived experience and also because this is something that matters greatly to many of us um, Mm -hmm. than the average non-Jewish person. And I think that could be said about virtually any identity group. Uh, So, because that just makes sense. Uh, But I think for me, I even try to take it a step further, like in my when I do engage with those people who seem like maybe there's the capacity to learn and it's not a faceless, nameless account. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also trying to humanize myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, and that's that when I think about the mental health aspect of all of this, and um, that's also my professional and personal background is in me- mental health and mental health support. So yeah. I I think about the ways in which reading those messages affect me in regard to the particularly heinous message I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. I know that it's objectively wrong to wish that somebody was dead and tell them that. Um, And I know that I have never touched, harmed anything a Palestinian child like I know objectively yeah. everything about this message wasn't yeah true or okay to send and I think about who, like what who, who sends something like that like what what do they need to hear to understand that I'm a person can I right. understand that I'm a person that's the big question you isn't know, it like is there that capacity yeah I'm so, and that's not necessary. That's a question I think that maybe needs to be left hanging. I don't think we, any of us have the answer mm-hmm. to that, unfortunately. No. Especially because the very platform which we're talking about, Instagram, um, in particular. Though I know um, you two are on other platforms as well. I am still working up the courage to make my first TikTok video. It's not <laughs> happening. But I'm just naming that. Um, but you know social media as a whole really lends itself to the ability to be safely anonymous and spew yeah. hate.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I would say there's probably positives and negatives to being able to mm-hmm. stay anonymous. Cause I know that some, I know that some Jewish accounts, they, they don't, they yeah. stay anonymous because, you know, for their mm-hmm. own, own safety reasons and everything. So hundred percent sides I'd of the coin, I guess. That.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and something you said, Laura, just the dehumanization of it all, like it just, I I went straight back to like, fourth grade Hebrew school, like, what is the first step of the Holocaust? Dehumanizing Mm. Jews. Yeah, it's so, yeah,
2: I think it's also just tough because we're such a tiny minority. A lot of people have not even met a single Jew in their life. And everything that they know is just based off of what they hear. Like, either from movies or books, usually, usually Mm -hmm. they're a lot of them have like anti Semitic undertones. So, that already sets up a little stereotype for them in their mind. And yeah, we're a tiny minority.
0: (laughs)
1: Absolutely. And the reality of being a tiny minority with an even smaller subsect of that population actively combating that misinformation online. But Mm -hmm. the reality is there are people online spreading misinformation or posting initially misinformation Mm -hmm. that leads to active violence Uh against Jews directly Mm -hmm. or indirectly. Like it can be, it can harm and hurt Jews Mm -hmm. without being an explicit call to violence who have a higher follower count as an individual than the global Jewish population. So, you know, That can make me feel very helpless. Helpless is the word in the face of it all, and I choose to continue talking where I can. (laughs) And it's just like, gosh, my, you know, 18,000 person community and I are um, over here, and hopefully I've reached some fraction of that community. I know people, you know, communicate that I have positively educated or impacted them in one way or another but it's i'm sure it's hard it's hard to sometimes it's hard to want to keep uh to want to keep talking in the face of something like that
2: Mm -hmm. i think it's i I totally hear what you're saying but i also just wanted to add sometimes even if you're not talking even if you don't have the strength to talk i feel like just knowing that your existence and knowing that there are other existence Mm that you know other people existing and trying to do their own thing and just live Jewishly. I feel like that's also in itself um, just a symbol of, you know, that we've survived, that we're here.
1: Right. And it's mirrored, you know, obviously Jews have not always had social media, but I feel like the current Mm -hmm. (laughs) existence of like being Jewish on social media has so many kind of cool parallels to just the historical Jewish experience. Um, yeah. of resilience and remaining here. And yeah. the reality is at the end of the day, none of us posting about our Jewish identity should be controversial.
0: Yeah. And, and yet it, it is. Is. <laughs> yeah. And yet it is. <laughs> oh, all right, Naomi. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a lovely conversation, although of course we're talking about things <laughs> that aren't so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, just the solidarity is is really beneficial, I think. And you know, it was lovely to to really hear your perspective on things. And and I think you're totally right that you know, and and we say this a lot, right? Like so much of our Jewish identity is wrapped up in anti-Semitism and violence against mm-hmm. Jews, and it's so important to shift sometimes to the joy mm-hmm. and the pride mm-hmm. and the culture yep. because there's so much beauty and richness, yeah. and I mean, we've used the word resiliency how many times I like took a <laughs> shot. Um, there's so much there, and and I think your, your platform really does a beautiful job of um, really focusing on that, and so I thank you for that. Um, before you hop off, Naomi, would you just let everybody know where they can find your work, and, and any last uh, thoughts that you want to give us?
2: Yeah, you can find me, Jewish Pride, always pretty much everywhere, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn. <laughs> um, but I wanted to say thank you guys both so much for having me. Thank you for making this such a. It was very easy to talk to you guys. You know, just um a safe space. So thank you for that. And
0: if you guys are ever
2: down, I'd love to have another conversation. We could we could do a more positive one about sure in life, yes. You know?
1: <laughs> Judging yes, on like, a happy
2: topic. Yes, I <laughs> would love that. No, I, I had a great I had a great time talking with you guys and. I, I think the work that you both do are also really important. So I'm happy that we're all here contributing to the online small minority of Jewish voices, but <laughs> I, I am happy that we're all here. And thank you guys and again. Small for but having. mighty. Yep. Small but mighty. Yeah. Small all but right, mighty.
0: Thank, thank you, you so you, much, Naomi. Naomi. Have a beautiful evening.
2: Thank you. Yes, you too. All right, well, so
0: we had some other things we wanted to talk about, but I'm looking at the time. I don't know about you. I'm fucking tired. I say we wrap up.
1: I think with so many of our topics, we are going to end up doing multiple episodes. Oh, yeah. I just think that that's true. Um, The reality is, this is a kind of Herculean effort, this project, to um, shine some light on and create some space for conversations that. Um, aren't always at the forefront of yeah. Jewish spaces and or mental health spaces, so I yeah. um, as always I'm grateful for this space I'm grateful to be a part of this project I'm grateful for the voice and perspective that Naomi lent us today and looking forward to having more of her positive energy back on in the future and I support the idea of wrapping up. Mm-hmm.
0: I know, we, we entered this uh, episode very much Debbie Downers, and she was like positivity, and like totally turned everything
1: around. I can't <laughs> emphasize enough that that's that's like her platform. So it's great. <laughs> I just, it's great. Really, really
0: um, love that. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Kabetching on the Couch. As a reminder, we use this space to talk about difficult topics, and so it is of the utmost importance that you do at least one thing, if not many more. To take care of yourself today, even if it's just a deep breath. And Laura and I will certainly be taking many as we hop off.
1: (laughs) You know it. Um, (laughs) We do hope that this conversation was at the very least validating for those of you listening. We are with you as always. And that is the goal of this space is just to create space for us to be with you and you to be with us.
0: Yeah. Next week, we're going to be covering OCD and ADHD from a Jewish lens.
1: And we do have some really wonderful guests lined up for that as well. So that's extremely exciting. And I'm looking forward to um, the energy and insight they will bring. You can also come fetch with us on Thursday, February 17th, live at 7 p.m. Episode recordings will be posted tonight on the call-in app. You can also keep up with me and Ash directly through our various platforms. For me, that's at the Healing Happy Cook on Instagram. You can access my Instagram community through my profile on the Colin app as well.
0: And you can find me on most of the social platforms at Bad Ash Therapy and on my website at ashleamsuria.com. All information will also be provided in the comment section of the episode. There isn't quite a show notes thing on Colin, so I'm just putting it in the comment section. Those are just links to where you can find us. Uh, and also a big thank you to January Sunshine for all the music that we have played today. And the biggest of thank yous to those of us, to those of you who joined us today, including Naomi and anyone who has listened along. All right, we're gonna do that exit exit jingle, and then we will be signing off. Clenching on the couch. Have a great evening, everybody. Bye-bye.